The BS Report is a free-flowing conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects. The BS Report. The BS Report with Ben Simmons. Welcome to the BS Report. A hazy, gloomy day here in Southern California. Week 10, almost in the books. We have Carolina and Philadelphia tonight. Last Yesterday was interesting. Interesting day of football, even though there are only uh, 12 games. Uh, Detroit and Miami was really good. Kansas City, Buffalo was really good. San Francisco, New Orleans was excellent. And then the late game stunk. Cousins, how did you go uh, apple picking late games? No, I stuck around because I, I went apple chasing because I had lost so much in the morning games. And it's, <laughs> I'm starting to think this gambling thing is a losing proposition overall. But, um, but Well, uh, you can think that. But at the same time, the most obvious three-team teaser in a long time actually hit. Baltimore, right. Denver, and uh, Seattle. Well, here's what Vegas did. First of all, I wish we could play back our reaction to when we, fi- when we figured out that Pittsburgh's line was four and a half last week, open to two and a half. Right. And we both, and then you wrote about it, said that th- this is the ultimate stay away. And I don't even know what that means, the ultimate stay away. Like, why does Vegas know how this is going to turn out? We, we, don't yeah. think we obviously don't think there's going to be millions of dollars given to uh uh, Antonio Brown to fumble or, or Roethlisberger to play subpar, but but we knew that was going to be the stay away, and yet I had it and we lost. But Vegas got killed in the late games. All three late afternoon games, favorite one covered and the over hit, and then the night game, the Green Bay and the over was easy. So interesting well, day. So you and I made a big deal before the season how we thought this was going to be the year of the underdog, right? <laughs> the underdog won on Thursday night with the atrocious Bengals performance against mm-hmm. Cleveland. But then the underdogs, they went two and nine yesterday. Mm-hmm. Two and nine is not good, Sal. And no, after not the good. season, the underdogs are actually four games under 500. Yeah. And by the way, if Jimmy Graham catches that Hail Mary, the first ever uh, push off called for <laughs> offensive pass interference in Hail Mary history, if that is a catch, um, we would have had the underdogs would have been one in 10 yesterday. That's true. And by the way, Jimmy Graham says he definitely did not push off on the Hail Mary. He was interviewed afterwards. <laughs> probably have you, not have you ever seen that called? No, I've never seen it called. <clears throat> they said he pushed them high, which was a difference. A lot of them like push in the midsection and get away with it, but it was blatant. But no, I've never seen offensively or defensively the, the pass interference on the Hail Mary. But I do, a- I, I do say Jimmy Graham should watch it. They're, they're going to be drug testing soon and, and, uh, you know, you clearly extended your arms and threw the right. niner to the ground. So maybe be a little more truthful. The, uh, yeah. That was a garbage win by the Niners. I mean, congratulations. The goal, the goal is to win. But the fourth and ten was outrageous. Oh. Nice pass by Ka- Kaepernick. But 51 yards. I, I just, just one of the – I mean, I feel like the Saints – 100% lost that game, and the Niners kind of want, you know, they they were just kind of there. It was like somebody gave them $50 and just handed it to them. Yeah, in a game where Kaepernick couldn't find um, Crabtree on a six-yard out the whole game for three and a half quarters, and then he finds him for 51 yards. It's uh, That's a miserable loss. But the Saints have the luxury of being in that crap division where you really just have to win your division game. So it doesn't really matter. Right. Are we yeah. sure Drew Brees is that good anymore? Uh. I don't know. I don't know what goes on. Like, why is Marquise Colston not good? Why? Why is it a big deal when the, in the fourth quarter he catches like a sixteen-yard pass and like everyone goes nuts? Like, why does Drew Brees make so many dumb throws for somebody yeah. who's a top-five QB? Yeah, it, it, uh, that's a weird team from weird week to week. Well, I have a, I have our list of cross-offs. Oh, good. 
Now, we're heading into week 11. Ironically, I have 11 cross-offs here. I How think, many times uh, have we crossed off and recircled Atlanta? But, uh, go ahead. I want to hear, I want to hear your cross Atlanta has been uncrossed <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh, Oakland, no wins. Right. They're out. Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, one win apiece. Yep. The Giants and the Titans have been crossed off with two wins. The, okay. Oh, no, not the Giants. Uh, Jets, you have. The Jets, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, they've been crossed off for a while. Mm-hmm. Three win teams that have been crossed off, the Bears, Giants, Skins, and Rams. Mm-hmm. Four win teams crossed off. I'm sorry, I'm crossing off Minnesota and Houston. Yeah. So that brings us to 11. Because now, Houston can't win a division, and Minnesota yeah, can't win a division, the and they're not getting right. wild cards, right? Right. So, so then, that's 11? That's 11, and amazingly, we cannot cross off the Panthers at 3-5-1 and one, or the Falcons at 3-6. and six. Right. I guess the Falcons are back. Yeah. I would. I I had a category called probable cross offs. Nice. Bills five and four, Chargers five and four, Panthers three five and one. I just don't think the Panthers are good. I mean they they've been getting killed in some of these games. So once they lose tonight, they'll be three six and one. And I, I kind of like them tonight, but you're, oh, you you're do right. interesting. Yeah, I, I kind of do. How I come? Kinda do. Well, I think everyone's going a little too crazy. Let's let's sit, sit back a second and realize Mark Sanchez is a quarterback on a, a Monday night game. You know, like and they're given 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 a bunch of like six points. So listen, Trent Dilfer once upon a time on this podcast said, if you took all the quarterbacks from that draft class, Flacco, all those guys, he'd toss the keys. They'd all toss the keys to Mark Sanchez. Really, the car keys when they're all leaving to go somewhere. Sanchez would be the driver. I see. What does that? What do you? What does that mean? He's the valet. I don't know what that he means. has to quit as a quarterback and become a valet Parker, or is it, he's he's in the driver's seat. I don't, I don't know what that it. means. <laughs> uh, the Falcons are terrible. Yeah, they're really just atrocious, and uh, and somehow they they've beaten Tampa twice in their in their game out. But we talked about the Falcons and the Bears. They're uh, they're fantasy phonies. You know, you have everyone yeah. on their fantasy team. You have. Uh, you know, even Cutler up until two weeks ago was a top five fantasy quarterback. And then there's, you know, Forte and Marshall and Jeffrey and then Julio Jones and Roddy White and, you know, Matt Ryan, like everybody else. But, uh, yeah, I don't trust that team. I watched that Tampa game closely, and they could have lost it a bunch of times. So you're rooting for – see, the, this is why I don't trust you with that Panthers pick. It's great for you if the Eagles blow that game tonight. Right. Cause yeah, I'm rooting against like I, was, I was actually rooting for the Giants. This is the earliest in the season I've rooted for the Giants. Looking ahead yeah. to my Cowboys' potential wild card berth, um, I needed Seattle to lose, but that didn't happen. So I think Pats, Broncos, Colts are definitely in. I think Cards, Lions, and uh, I, I think the Eagles are, unless they lose tonight, which I don't think they will. I think the Eagles can get to ten or eleven wins. But the Cards are definitely in. I like the Cards. Definitely I, one. I, I like them too, but they're eight and I one, like that team. and they don't have an easy. They have, I think they're at Atlanta, which it's in a few weeks. And by then, who knows what that game will be. It's easy-ish. But two versus Seattle, and then they're at San Fran, at St. Louis, and KC. Are they definitely in? They're yeah. 12-1 team? Yeah. That team's excellent. That's the best coach team in the league. I know. I know. Um, by the way, thanks to everybody out there who sent me emails um, during yesterday's game. I, I didn't realize I could have single-handedly affect the Pittsburgh Jets game by just writing a column about Roethlisberger and Carson Palmer, nor did I realize I could blow out Carson Palmer's ACL. Yeah, how did you do Who it? Knew? I don't know. magical powers you have? It, it really was kind of crazy, though. But I geared my entire Friday column around Palmer and Roethlisberger, <laughs> and, and they just could not have had a worse Sunday. Nice. 
You know, the, the thing with the Steelers, though. Are you going to do it to Andrew Locke, Andrew the Giant Locke this week? Well, that's the thing. If, if yeah. I have these powers, I might as well really start using them. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe I write a column about, uh, like, who, who, who could I who Well, could your I Patriots are playing the Colts, so you want, you want Locke oh, and to Andrew, disappear. I, I wouldn't appreciate if you did one of those jinx columns. <laughs> I'm very excited for that game. Thank you uh, for your comments, Andrew the Giant. <laughs> tough task to outduel Tom Brady this Sunday night at the Mid Hudson Civic Center in Poughkeepsie, New York. Do you know there's a fantastic Andre the Giant interview with David Letterman from like '82 or '83 that's on YouTube? No. And Andre comes out and he's just gigantic. And Letterman, of course, is is does the you remember Letterman had like no couth back then? Oh yeah. So just a lot of like, what's it like to be? Do you scare kids? Like a lot of those kind of yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andre's just laughing off. He was just so gigantic and. I have to find that because I remember that interview. I remember exactly what he was wearing, but I haven't yeah. seen it in you know forever. But yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's good. It. There's some some good old Letterman from from way back then. Good. Uh, so I'm trying to think what else from yesterday we had, other than the than Vegas getting slaughtered. I guess the dumbest result of the day, I thought Buffalo just dominated the Chiefs. Yeah, they did. They really I, like to lose that. Kyle Orton killed them in that game. That was your classic. You're not winning ten games in a season with Kyle Orton game. Like mm-hmm. just show that when Kyle Orton's Hall of Fame candidacy is being discussed in 2030 because he has fifty thousand career passing yards or something. Um, just show the clip of that game. Show he that game. Them. That's yeah, the he one. killed them. They should have won by ten points. The Chiefs find a way, man. I don't know how they do it. They, they do. covered covered eight straight and they beat the spread by ninety three points. They they find Andy Reid knows he knows his gambling. They've covered eight straight. Eight straight. They lost the first one, My right, God. at Tennessee or something? Yeah. Yeah. And Eight then they straight. lost the second one. Oh, yeah, you're right. So they're 8-1 and one against the spread? Yes, yes. Wow. They get it done. They get it done. Unbelievable. I still can't well, get over that Pittsburgh. I, I, like, we'd called that. Like, we knew that line was too low. I just don't understand. It's like, Mike Tomlin should be like, he should – Talk to his team like, I'm sorry, fellas, we're going to lose this game. I can't explain it, but we're just going to lose this game. Don't don't even go out and get injured. Let's, let's, let's save ourselves. I do I do think that that's been a recurring theme during the Tomlin era. All the Steelers fans are nodding right now. Yeah. Um, they tend to just blow stupid games. They, games that I'd love to know how many games over the last five, six – I'm going to look this up at some point this week – how many games they've lost over the last five, six years, including playoffs, when they've been favored between like six and 11 points? That's pretty good. I think they would be way up there mm-hmm. with should, with whatever the total is. We should look they, at that. I had the Chiefs at seven and two against the spread. You do? So I don't know. I read right. something that when uh, I thought it was eight and one. Who? I don't know. We can go back. All right, I'm going to go back. This will be really exciting radio right now. Eight and one sounds. Uh, Eight this and one sounds really sounds high. Better. Um, they KC yeah. at Denver. They covered uh, the first. They covered they, that Niners game, right? That Niners were six. They lost by five. Yep. Um, yeah, this Vegas site I'm looking at has them at seven and two, but I think you're right. I think they are eight and one. I think so. That's pretty impressive. This They're site good. that I'm looking at, the the worst teams right now are the Jets and Jacksonville, two seven and one apiece for covering. Yeah. Yeah, you know the Rams. The Rams should have covered that Cardinals game. That was stupid. Well, I was I was going to ask you, like you know, you have your rankings about uh, blowout wins and and either way wins. Or yeah. 
where do you put that Rams? Both those those late afternoon games, Rams, Cardinals, and even Seahawks Giants. Like that game was yeah. close, and everyone's given uh, everyone's given Richard Sherman credit for tipping that ball. He did not tip that ball. Beckham tipped the ball to Earl Thomas. Sure. Right. And and but that's a game until then. And and same with Arizona. They were losing fourteen ten, I think, and with the and they scored like three times in six minutes or something. Maybe even four I would times. call. I think that was a legit win by uh, the Cards. Just by the because. Cards. Yeah, they scored 20 points in the fourth quarter. The game was over with seven minutes left. All right. Okay. Um, but, you know, yet again, the Rams, they, I, 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 I think on this podcast last week and then in my column I wrote about how they're like a golfer that just can't put it together. Mm-hmm. It's classic. Like, great drive, great approach shot. They're on a par five. All they need is a little chip and up and down. They're going to get a birdie. And they chipped it over the green in a sand trap and then took three times to get out of the trap. Like, that's yep. the Rams. Yeah. Um, this week, week 11, we have four teams on a bye. Two mm-hmm. of them stink, the Jets and the Jaguars. Two of them are, are actually good, Dallas and, and Baltimore. Oh, thank you. Thank you um, for that. I'm not going to get too excited about the Cowboys win. I thought I – thought, uh... Still a couple stupid things. First and goal from the two. They they throw twice. <laughs> Third, you know. And uh but um you had to have that game. Had to have that game and did not have to leave everybody in until the fourth quarter late as late as they did. But you had to have that game too. Had <laughs> to have that game. What so. is I'm looking for the NFC North odds. Or I'm sorry, AFC AFC North odds, which I I, I, have, I think Baltimore. I think there's three teams tied at plus one sixty or something. Is is it crazy? I didn't write this down for yeah. me to think that. I think Baltimore. Not only does Baltimore win that division, I think we're going to be kicking ourselves that we didn't bet on. Really, yeah. I think a month from now we're not going to know who the hell is going to win that division. Because that Browns team is pretty fraudulent. Here's uh here's their secondary is very good. Very, very good. But No, I'm just like look at their wins this year. I know. Just go through the season. You know? Like they, they beat the Titans by one. Mm-hmm. They beat the, they actually really beat the Steelers. They beat the Raiders by ten. They beat the Bucks by five. And they won on Thursday night in Cincinnati because Andy Dalton took one of the biggest dumps anyone's taken in a game. Yeah, but you that's it though. You know, there's always one team like that who wins bad games, but they they get better because they get used to winning and then they start beating good teams. Like I know Cincinnati, I, I don't even know how you rate that one. Cause Dalton was so bad and it was on three right, days. So let's right. even, but let's give them the next two. Let's just say they win the next two. Let's Atlanta say they win Houston, at home right? against Houston and yeah. then they win at Atlanta. Mm-hmm. They still have to go at Buffalo home for Indy home for Cincy at Carolina at Baltimore. Right. All tough. I, uh, tough I December. Mean, I always knew that. Yep. You could say at Atlanta, at Buffalo, Indy, at Carolina, at Baltimore, they're going to go one and four in those games. Yeah. And if they go one and four, they don't win the division. The great Josh Gordon is back, though. Remember, next week. He, he's on my. He's been on my East Coast fantasy team. I, I did. You know that juggernaut East Coast fantasy team I did? I made yeah. an unbelievable move this week. Yeah. My team was so good. Well, you made another unbelievable move, but tell me about this one first. But Go, go ahead. Okay. So... We have only four subs in this thing. Uh-huh. And I had like five people on a bye week, including my two quarterbacks, Rivers and Brady. And I just didn't want to wave anyone. I love my team. And I've been stashing Josh Gordon for weeks. <laughs> and I just said, screw it. I can win without a QB this week. And I had, and I started Tom Brady in a bye week and I won by 10. What? It was great. Yeah, that was great. My oh, team is that Oh, they good. must want to kill you, those guys. My, but I did it intentionally, though. I know. They must want to kill you. 
listen to this team I have. Now, granted, these are all my college buddies, and you know, some of them not anymore. Them, they want nothing to do with you. <laughs> Hold on. I'm, this team, I know people hate when people talk about their fantasy team, but really, I really have to talk about this team. Hold on, it's downloading. Why is this team? Are you sure you did it on purpose? I feel like you checked out because while you look at that, let me tell you what you did in our league. I don't even know if you realize this. You're two and seven entering the week. I think you won this week. But you yeah. picked up the Buccaneers' backup quarterback. Mike Lennon, and it was already announced. It was announced that McCown no. was starting. It absolutely was. No, I, but I didn't know. I just didn't know that McCown was starting. Well, that's what I mean. That's why. I, but, but I also waved. I also waved Mike Lennon after I found out he wasn't starting. Oh, anymore. good for you. That's good. <laughs> I had all these terrible people on my team. I well, wanted to get rid of. Because you drafted like six quarterbacks. All right, let's hear. What'd you do in the East Coast? Well, here's what I have. My quarterbacks are Tom Brady and Philip Rivers. My yep. running backs are Matt Forte, Eddie Lacy, Ben Tate, and Brandon Oliver, and Bobby mm-hmm. Rainey. My wide receivers are Des Bryant, Demarius Thomas, oh, Keenan Allen, and Mike killer. Evans. Oh. My tight end is Julius Thomas, oh, and wow. I have the Dolphins defense. All right, that's good. I oh, mean, did that- I mention I have Keenan Allen? I have him too. Yeah, the two, the Thomas and brothers. And Josh Gordon. The Thomas brothers and, and Dez are tough. That's a tough beat for any week for anybody. That's In rough. three weeks, my receivers are going to be Dez Bryant, Demarius Thomas, Keenan Allen, and Josh Gordon with Mike Evans as my backup. Right. That's good. And that Mike Evans scores every week. And by the way, I do know the Thomas, they're not brothers. I'm just saying that. But yeah. What? No, they're not. They're not brothers. Sorry. Well, I can't wait to see how I lose this week, because <laughs> this league, because I win every year in fantasy. So anyway, right. we have a, I mean, I lose every year in fantasy. So I like Baltimore to come out of that division. I think well, they're pretty good. Let me tell you one thing about Baltimore that's different from the rest of them. They have one division game left, and it's uh, at the Browns. I think it's at the, it's the last week of the season. It's against the Browns. I think it's in Cleveland. That's pretty, that's pretty crazy to only, only week right. 11, you'll have one game left. Well, the bang, I, you know, the Bengals are almost a cross-off. I mean, I'm happy to cross them off right now because they go, first of all, they have three road games in a row at New Orleans, at Houston, at Tampa, mm-hmm. then Pittsburgh home, at Cleveland, Monday night at home, Denver, and then at Pittsburgh to finish the season. Well, that if they lose at the, the Saints, which they should, I cross will uh, hold the pen with you and cross them off rapidly. Cross them off. But here's the, the, the let's start with Thursday night because you might be able to cross yeah. off one of these teams. Uh, Buffalo at Miami. Both yeah, this five is, and four. Can we call this a loser leaves home match? I think so. Match? I think yeah, so. this is our first. This is our first legitimate loser leaves town match of the year. Which is weird because if Miami had beaten Detroit, you know, if that last drive, you, you would you would definitely think they were a playoff team. But I, I think know. Miami is a top seven team, and they might not. And they might not like if the season ended today, they wouldn't make it, and the Packers wouldn't make it. Right. Yeah, even Dolphins. if the season ended like any day this week, except today, like even if the season ended Saturday, <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. That the Packers, Packers right now are not a playoff team, and yet they're third, third best odds to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to say something right now, and I feel this way about all sports, mm-hmm. especially in basketball, because I hate when this happens in basketball. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers should have gone for the touchdown record. Oh wow, he kind of did Stop though, it. didn't he? Nah, he half-assed it. Yeah, it's six. 
Right. Just go out, throw the other two in the third quarter, and then get out of there. And now for the rest of your life, you get to be the only guy who threw free touchdowns in a football game. Right. How do you not go for that? But not for the rest of your life. For that. But not for the rest of your life, because next week, so luck will break it. No, no offense. But someone, like every week, there's right. a different great quarterback. You know, we, we forget, but. I love when people are like, well, you don't want to run it up. They won 55 to 10. It was, they're running it up anyway. Why wouldn't you want to run it up? You hate the Bears. Right. But it's like you have six touchdowns at halftime. Just go for it. You don't want – when Mark Trestman wants revenge, you don't, you don't want to be on the, that side of it. Yeah. You don't that's ever want to be on that who in, the, who in that Bears team is getting revenge? Yeah. <laughs> like that's exactly the type of team you want to go for it. I, I was uh, disappointed. I was really psyched for him to go for it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. All right, I have the Dolphins by five and a half. Oh, and I think go. the Dolphins are really good. Well, you're right, at least about the five and a half part. I don't know if they're really good, but yeah. I said six, and it is five and a half indeed. And they lost 29 Thanks. to 10 to the Bills in week one. I, I sort of like, like them this week, at least on a teaser. I thought they choked in that Detroit game. Wait, I think, what was it, fourth and, fourth and goal from the two, maybe? Mm-hmm. Or fourth, they had a fourth and two inside the 10? Yeah. Four four and a half minutes left. It's tough, it's tough. Detroit the same as Arizona. They kind of they pull these games out. But that but that Brent Grimes interception for Miami was about as good as I've ever seen from a, a D back. Would you have gone for a fourth and two? I would have on the road. Yeah, I think so. Because they worst case scenario, great. They're inside the five yard line. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I didn't like that. I didn't think they played. They played to win. All right. Speaking of uh, teams that don't play to win, mm-hmm. Sunday we start off Minnesota at Chicago. What a game this is. <laughs> Wilbon, Wilbon was really upset last night. I actually checked on Twitter to see if, if uh, Mays from Grantland had tweeted anything or if he was alive or if he posted some <laughs> sort of letter like, I'm, I'd like to say goodbye to everybody. I'm going to disappear for a few years. Wilbon had like eight tweets. He, was, he wanted everybody fired. He was really? as upset as – and he's not usually uh, one of those guys who chases headlines. Right. Get my drift. I got gotcha. you. Uh, but um, but he was very upset, and by the time this podcast posts today, I do wonder if 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 somebody is not going to be employed on the Bears. Yeah, it could be. Which is or the more impressive stat? Which is the more impressive? One hundred and six points allowed in two weeks, or that that uh that Cutler is one in ten against the Packers with twenty two interceptions. I saw that. <laughs> that stat was unbelievable. I can't believe it. Is that. anyone better at, at the shot of my team is getting blown out and let's get a shot of the quarterback looking sadly at the sidelines than Cutler? Oh, they love it. Yeah. He, he looks like every time they show him, they should just be playing like Morrissey music or something. Yeah. Well, you just wonder when the Marshall's going to just going to elbow him in the eye on the sidelines at some point. That's what they keep waiting for. Well, he's... What do you got for a line here? We wondered for years and years if he was going to be the Jeff George of this generation. Yeah. I think we're headed that way. Uh, Bears minus three over the Vikings. Uh, you're going to get this one. I went high with this. I forgot the Vikings actually have a better record than the Bears. I said five. You said three. It's three and a half. And you're crazy to touch this game. Anybody out there. I, I'm worried about Wilbon <laughs> because – between the Bears and now the Bulls, the oh, Bulls yeah. like they lost to the Celtics on Saturday. They look terrible. Yep. I guess he's got the Cubs. The Cubs are going to win five World Series in a row with this juggernaut. Cubs building, could be but, good with Madden, yeah. But uh, but man, that, that, I mean, this Bears thing, it, it's it's almost like you have to like blow everything up. 
one in ten with twenty two interceptions. So he was so he was one in nine before yesterday with nineteen or twenty interceptions. Like why didn't we know this? We should we should have pounded them. Those are Washington Generals Globetrotter numbers. That's crazy. You could talk me into seven teams to win the Eastern Conference in the NBA. In case really? you're wondering, yeah, because the, the Bulls. Rose is already hurt, and, pa- and Pau Gasol might actually have a. I don't think it's a pitchfork, but it's like a tiny little shrimp fork in his back. Really? Yeah, that wasn't as as I thought that was going to be an impactful signing, and I'm not sure it is. Oh, a pitchfork would have been interesting at least. Their that would have been good for the Grant one show. I'll tell you, the Toronto Raptors at ten to one are very intriguing right now. Yeah. All right. It sounds like because, you're talking me into Eastern teams. Well, they have. They have like twenty million in expiring salaries, so they can go out and get somebody like you know if if the Pacers decide to unload David West, somebody like that. But I I thought Kyle Lowry's playing like one of the top ten guys in the league. They like they're one guy away from being super dangerous. Watch well, out! We might have to maybe offline we'll discuss Toronto at ten to one to win these. Cause, let's take a look at it. But I have two words for you: Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Don't you don't count them out. Look them up. Look at their roster. They're loaded. <laughs> Don't count them out. Speaking of Cleveland, uh, yeah, <laughs> Houston at Cleveland. Oh, four and five Texans at six and three mm. uh, Browns, and I hit this exactly. So you did, Ryan Mallett's debut. Yeah. Well, yeah. Guess the line, and then I'll we could talk about that. It, that seems. I have Browns by five and a half. Oh, it's too high. I it I said three and a half, and it is three and a half. Actually, what? I think I think yours. It'll probably end up going to five, five and a half. Ryan Mallett. That's... And a maybe no Arian Foster. That is too much respect for Ryan Mallett. Yeah. Also, Browns with 10 days rest. Right. Now, I'm not a fan of them laying a lot of points at home, but I'm telling you, that mm-hmm. secondary, the Tashawn Gibson is the best player no one's ever heard of. And that rookie Gilbert's getting better, too. Watch that secondary. You're so in the bag with the Browns. I like them. I do. Well, they're fun. You really are. You're yeah. of... It reminds me of Peter King's coverage of Roger Goodell over the last few years. That's you in the Browns. If you don't have proof, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Seattle at Kansas City. I hit this one exactly. Seattle. Too. Oh, this is a great game. Great game. You know, this might be a borderline loser leaves town match. Really? Yeah, actually, yeah. Maybe. They, the Seahawks can't go six and. Would they be six and four? Six and four. Point? Yeah, I wasn't as quite, impressed but... with them as everyone was. I, like I just that defense isn't as shut down as it used to be. I'm not impressed game. by them either. They, and Wilson just doesn't look that good. And it's and it's hard to say whether it's the weapons or maybe we overrated him. I don't know, but I just know that he doesn't look that good. Yeah. Chiefs one and a half. Well, I said Seattle by one and a half, and uh, Seattle by one, and it is Seattle by one. I like the wow. Chiefs there, dog. Hey, Kansas City fans, that is a total lack of respect. Yeah, it is. A total, total lack of respect. And uh, after covering eight straight, and even they were even favored by two over Buffalo until like um, until they said uh, Watkins was playing and, and Jackson was playing at running back, and then, then Buffalo was favored by two. That was weird. Let's I don't know. do Atlanta. I don't know, Doug. <laughs> It's a tough one. What do you you think? I think think that's a big home game that they don't blow. Panthers, Falcons. Yep. Atlanta, Carolina. Three and six. 
Three, five, and one. I don't think they can be favored by three. I'm going to say Panthers by two and a half. I think Vegas likes the Falcons. You're going to get this. I went way high. I said five and a half. It's it's three. It is actually three. But who knows what happens today? Can I can I read Dog's uh, rant about Michael K? In the Not Dog. Oh, Mike. Mike Francis. I mean Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Here's what Mike said. He got upset at Michael K the other day. I don't listen to any of it. If you listen to it, it's just silly. I don't take it seriously because I don't have any respect for where it's coming from. You haven't heard me mention anyone else's name on the air here. Oh, I did mention Boomer and Carlton once last week, but that was just in passing. But you will never hear me mention. I've never mentioned any other station. I do not do that. I never do because you know what? I've never noticed them. They've never been on the landscape as far as I'm concerned. I've never seen them. I can't even find them in the rearview mirror. Never have in 20 years. Still can't find them. So what am I worried about? I've been on the same show 28 years. I was number one in 1989 with Dog. I'm number one today. Last time I looked, it's 2014. I'm still number one. I've got a long-term contract, beautiful family. I've got Mink. What else would I want? Here's the Mink Man. Thank you. Here's the Mink Man. Thank you. That's one of the great rants in radio history. That is I've really got Mink. Good. Here's the Mink Man. I've got Mink. He buried the league. He's got Mink. I am Team Francesa for life. I love that guy. Why don't you and I? I've been number one for 28 years. (laughs) Let's do a six man tag. You and I and and Francesa against Michael K and and the other, and the the three Mikes. All the Mikes. All right, we'll take it. it. (laughs) Uh, All right, what do we do? I've got a beautiful family. Sure. (laughs) Oh, it's great. He's the best. (laughs) He's good. Cincinnati at New Orleans. Oh. Two teams I do not trust. Saints by six. Yeah, you're going to get this. I said four. I still think Cincinnati's not bad. It's seven. Well, last time I looked, it's 2014, and I'm still number one, so. <laughs> did you look, when did you look, though? Did you look this morning? Because it, it could be. I've got a long-term contract and a beautiful family, and I've got the big man. All right. <laughs> He I can always tell the mix, man. If things get bad, you got, Joe. Yeah, you got podcast Joe. Uh, People are talking about Mark Marin. I've been doing the BS report since 2007. <laughs> I've got Sal. I've got podcast Joe. I've got Jacoby. <laughs> you got a Diet Coke endorsement that never ends. It's great. He is terrific. God bless you, Mike Francesa. You are the best. You ha- how, have you, right. how have you not had him on? I think he would just laugh I, for an hour. I don't know how you. I don't know if you could ask him anything serious. I do not do podcasts. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's beneath him. I forgot. When he and Dog get back together, it's honestly going to be like the real life version of when Andy and Red reunited at the end of Shot. Yeah, that's is. how I'm going to feel. Yeah, it is. By the way, I finally do it saw. In memory of Alan Green. Speaking of speaking of reunions, I finally saw the uh, the Eagles uh, documentary. Terrific. It was, oh. You were right. Uh, you were to- totally right. And I don't give a crap That's about great. the Eagles, and that, that was great. That's great. Um, Tampa Bay at Washington, not great. Not a great reunion this game. Mm. I have the Washington professional football team favored by seven and a half points. Oh, wow. You're, you're way better today than I thought. I said six, and it is seven. So you are up hey, Sam, five. Last time two. I looked, it's 2014. <laughs> I've won three of the last four years. That's true. That's true. You have. Uh, all right. Denver at St. Louis. Denver at St. Louis. 
I love the Broncos yesterday. I yeah, love two too. games this week. I love the Browns on Thursday night, and I love the Broncos. And I did not put money on either of them because I'm stupid. You know, I hate to do a Mike Francesa brag brag session here, but uh, that was my best bet on Sports Centers Denver over Oakland. And I had written down, I said, I'll even give you a score, forty-one seventeen. And I didn't, I, I don't know why, I have it on paper, I could show you. I didn't say it during the segment, Stan Verrett, like, cut me off or something, and that was that, but, yep. You didn't say the seven. score. I didn't say the score, no. I've well, written down. You were number one, you were number one in 1989 <laughs> with Stan Verrett, and last time I looked, you're still number one. Well, I owe it all to Minko. Um, I have the Broncos favored by nine and a half points. All right, I get this. I said ten, and it's ten and a half. Oh, there are better. This has all the makings we, on the road. Is there a way to bet on a scenario where the Rams are either leading by three <laughs> or trailing by one with like 14 minutes to go in the game and the Broncos win by 20? I think we could do that. Okay. My I'm guy, find a book that. To, yeah, I'll find a casino to take that. San Francisco at the New York Giants. Oh, God. Five and four, three and six. Wait, we crossed the Giants off, right? Yeah, we're crossing yeah. them off. All right. Um, 49ers by three. I said three also. Four and a half. A little oh. bit high, I think, for this zigzag team that Niners give us every week. Is Tom Coughlin at the at the stage where if he's your dad, you try to get him to move into your house to be with the family 24-7? Yeah, and then you pull the plug as soon as you, you make his bed. Yeah. Well, they just won't fire him, right? They won't fire him during the – he's too old to fire during a regular season. Dad, we don't want you to live on your own anymore. Why don't you move in with us? <laughs> Dad, you burned down our sister's kitchen. Um, I think this is it. Dad, this is the third condo you've burned down. <laughs> Dad, you slapped Minko in the face for no reason, and he's all we got. <laughs> Uh, all right, late afternoon, <laughs> Oakland at San Diego. San Diego pulled this out, barely won this game in week four, 31-28. What is this game? Oakland at San Diego. The, lake, the Raiders have never been on the landscape as far as I'm concerned. I've never seen them. <laughs> I can't even find them in the rearview mirror. Never have in 20 years. <laughs> uh, I have the Chargers favored by uh, 10. Oh, come on. You had it exactly. It is 10. God, I really thought I, I had, didn't win this week. No, I'm, 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 I'm locked in. All right. Detroit at Arizona. This is the game of the week, supposedly. 7-2 and two at 8-1. I'm going to read you a Bruce Arians quote that you already read because you read Peter King's yeah. uh, Monday Night Football column, but I'm going to read it to you and I want your reaction. About the Super Bowl and everything? This is President-elect Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. our 2016 uh, Democratic nominee. We can win the Super Bowl with Drew Stanton. Yeah. There is no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in his mind because – That's crazy. That, there's that, no that, doubt in his mind. I think there's no brain cells in his head too. I, I, that Look, Stanton's great, and I like what he did for a backup to come in and throw long after you know we see – Dozens and dozens of backups just check down to the fullback when they have 90 yards in front of them. But, yeah. uh, but I, and I love that he threw long at Michigan State. He's good. But I, I don't know what that does to this Drew Stanton, who's also is having a baby <laughs> this week. A lot of pressure on this guy all of a sudden. We talk about that in the podcast every year about how 
when somebody in an important football position has a baby, that should that should factor into the lines for two and a half weeks. Definitely. Definitely. Especially if it's the second baby. Yeah, I'm not sure if it is. Right. The wife's like a week mm-hmm. late. They, they want her to have it like today, so it doesn't interfere with prep for this game. Drew Stant comes home. He's like, hey, Carson got hurt. I'm the starting quarterback now. His <laughs> wife's lying on the side in her bed watching like Gilmore Girls reruns. She's like, I don't care. Just give me water. Would you name the, the baby Carson? Is- like, what if this is the beginning? Of, this is his uh, Lou Gehrig moment where he takes over for Wally Pip. You almost have to name the baby Carson. Nah, oh, that's such an F you, though. Yeah, whatever. Sort it out later. Well, Bruce Arian, there's no doubt in his mind. <laughs> Not a one. And last time he looked, it's 2014. He's number one in the NFL right now. He's eight and one. He got rid of his rearview mirror. Um, I hit this one exactly. Detroit at Arizona. I had the cards by three. Uh, right now it's two. No respect. Seven I'm not a Stafford five. fan. But I thought he did a really nice job on that last Miami drive. And I thought the pass he threw for the touchdown was about as high of a degree of difficulty of a QB play as as there is. And he made a great play. He threw it in the spot. The guy could catch it. And and he also got screwed. Calvin Johnson screwed him on that touchdown in the back of the end zone. He didn't, like, fight for the ball. Mm -hmm. I thought Stafford was good yesterday because Miami's defense is excellent. This is a very similar team. I mean, except for the, the Calvin Johnson monster at receiver, but Arizona's got some great athletes at receiver too, but they both seem to try get it done somehow in games that you don't think they're going to win after three quarters. Lions Chief, a Lions-Chiefs Super Bowl would be, uh, would be a fan base uh, extravaganza. That would be fun. The greatest moment in either fan base is, I guess the Chiefs, you'd have to go back to Lynn Dawson, but like, you know, the Lions have never really had a great moment. You don't want to put Chiefs the Browns stuff. in there, but that's, that's a that's a good team right now, too. No, I don't want to put Which three of these do you like best? Uh, Super Bowl rematch, Broncos, Seahawks, 7-1. Pats, Seahawks, 10-1. Pats, Packers, 10-1. I like Pats, Cardinals. What's that? Pats, Cardinals. Interesting. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was looking at that. I have no doubt in my mind that Drew Stanton can win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Because president-elect Bruce Arians told me to think that. In his backyard, too, right? Super Bowl's in Arizona. Um, wait, let the me look Cardinals that up. really that, good. That would be good. I think it's the Cardinals be 30 are good. to 1 or something, right? Mm. Uh, so the cards, I, I really like the way Carson Palmer's playing, but I don't feel like it, it's not like Andrew Luck and the Colts or something like that, where if the guy goes down, the right. team's done. Yeah, I, it's the same chance. thing with... Just crazy. With Sanchez Foles is very similar. Like Foles didn't play well this year. It's not like the downgrade from Foles to Sanchez is going to make or break that team. Right. Why can't I find Patriots? They're not even going to let you bet Patriots Cardinals. Well, they probably want to. They it, it probably threw them off when Bruce Aaron said he had no doubt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They had to figure that out. What are you doing yeah. to us? Oh, come on. Wait. I, I want to find this Patriots. Well, I'm setting the line, 20 to 1. Well, 20 to 1 is Broncos Cardinals. I think you're going to get a little. There it is. Wait. 25 to 1. Ooh. There you go. I've got Pat's Cardinals at 25 to 1. I got a beautiful family. I got Mink. <laughs> I think I'm in. Is Mink at the coin toss? All Mink, right. Next Mink, we're in. We have, we have Pat's Cardinals, 25 to 1, Mink, man. Eagles at Packers. That's a good game, too. There's a few good games there this week. There really is. Aaron Rodgers. 
Told everyone to relax. He's got to keep on. winning, right? Yeah, he's, I mean, since the, since he said the relax thing. Yeah. I have the Packers by, by uh, oh, man, I forgot Sanchez was in here. Yeah. Oh, you see? But everyone loves him tonight, but. I'm going to say, st- I'm going to stick with it. Packers by six and a half. Uh, I thought I'd get one on you there. I said six and a half also. It's, it's six. Oh. We're doing Packers. The Packers win that game. Well, we'll talk teasers after this. Now your game, the Sunday night game, New England at Indianapolis. Yeah. You have to be a little nervous because every week there's a new best team. Right? I know. Well, and also we've, we learn every year that you can't even seriously think about a best team until Thanksgiving. Right. I don't this know if Belichick's I, record after buys. It's probably pretty good, right? This one is the toughest one of the week for me because it's either two and a half or three. And I went back and forth. And Can I, I tell you you're exactly forth. right about one of them? I know. Well, there's no way it's not two and a half or three. And I can't decide which one it is. And I'm going to say Colts by two and a half. Ah, it is two and a half. I said two and a half. And, and so it is. Two and a half. That's the right line. It's the right line for that game. Yeah. I don't think the Colts can be favored by three after they gave up 51 points in a game. I can't believe you beat me this week. I picked four games exactly, and four, I was off by half a point. You're going to beat me. Well, last time I looked, it's 2014. You really ruined it. Uh, but you are nervous for this game, true? No. I'm no. not that nervous. I think I think we're better than the Colts. And I think the the team that we have on D is a good matchup for the Colts. We have a really, really, really good pass defense. Okay. Would you go um, as far as to say this is for the this is for the buy? I'm not guaranteeing a win or anything. I'm just saying like yeah. there's wor- there's worse matchups for the Patriots right. than this Colts team because I think the way you're going to beat the Patriots going down the stretch here is by running the ball down our throats. I don't think you're going to beat us by throwing the ball. Well, I think the loser is the three seed, and this is a bigger game than even uh, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth will say it is. They they got to be excited for this game because they they've gotten screwed on some of these Sunday night games. It's so funny. Collinsworth said Collinsworth was totally leading Al Michaels into, you know, how much downtime was there in that blowout yesterday? And like, so Collinsworth's like, who do you say is the best in the AFC? You got, a, you got the Patriots. And then, and then who? And uh, Michael's like, good, Collinsworth. he's like, let, let me think about it. He's like, let me think about it. He's like, Oh, come on. T- t- say the Colts. We're playing the next week. That's our game. He's like, ah, oh, Denver. <laughs> This is why I could never be allowed in a national TV announcing booth because that game was 45 to nothing or something with yeah. 12 minutes left in the third quarter. I just would have gone straight into like just grilling Al Michaels about OJ. Right. Al, seriously, <laughs> when, like basically what I did to him on my podcast, but that would, I just would have t- turned the game over that. But Al, seriously, like you right. play tennis with OJ a lot. Like you never saw it coming <laughs> at any point. He never saw it coming in his rearview mirror, AC Cowings. Al, who's the who's the best female celebrity who ever hit on you? <laughs> the best. Best looking. Uh, can I just read you the Colts wins? Yeah, go ahead. The I Jags? Know, it's, it's terrible, yeah. Jags, Titans, beat the Ravens by seven, mm-hmm. barely beat the Texans, killed the Bengals, mm-hmm. and beat the Giants. Congratulations on all those great wins. But they wins. have a bad loss in there. That Eagles game they should have won. That was right. a Monday name. That was bad. They almost beat the Eagles. And that was, wasn't there another bad loss? Game. 
Maybe I don't well, the, ba- the Broncos beat them pretty convincingly, and the Steelers beat them pretty convincingly. The Broncos, was it convincing? Yeah, I guess. It ended up Yeah, it was 31-7. to seven. No, or they were up, but they were up by seventeen in the second half. Yeah. Like All it right. was a turn, it was a turnoff game. All right, yeah. And then Monday night, Pittsburgh at Tennessee. Ugh. Pittsburgh by no oh, man, Zach Mettenberg's Mettenberger versus Rotten Roethlisberger. Yeah, I got Steelers by four and a half. All right, I get this one. Woohoo! I said five. It's five and a half. And you love you love a Steelers Saints teaser this week. Why don't we go no. Steelers Dolphins? Let's go Thursday to Monday. Let's just. I'm do not it. putting the Steelers in any sort of tease or parlay or anything. That nah, team is let's not be to be trusted. They're not done. to be trusted. Do not trust that team. All right. Well, you won nine to eight, I think. Whatever. Stick I can't even find you in my rearview mirror. <laughs> you can find me on uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live tonight, Kira Knightley, Nate Parker, Spandau Ballet. How about that? Later in the week, Christoph Waltz, Mike Myers, Tears for Fears, Jim Carrey, and Orange Juice Jones on Jimmy's birthday. He personally requested Orange Juice Jones. And then uh, my blog on Grant one Thursday afternoon and my weekly segment with Neil Everett on SportsCenter Thursday at 10 Pacific. Uh, through Friday afternoon, I hit three teasers in a row. That doesn't happen, and I'm six and three with my best bets. There You're you go. Doing great. I'm proud of you. Thanks, buddy. Are um, you coming for any shows? Tears for Fears. I I think I might come Wednesday. Okay, who's Wednesday? Mike Myers. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, You're come by be Wednesday. In the house on Wednesday. All right, the cuz. Good job by you. Good job by you, Billy. All right, we promised Jacko last week. America loves Jacko. We never got to Jacko last week. It just never happened. I apologize. I apologize to all of you. I apologize to America. I apologize to North America. I apologize to all the continents. But Jacko, we're going to call him right now. He has no idea we're calling him. I want to ask him about A-Rod. Let's see what happens. Complex litigation. This is John. Oh, Johnny. Hey. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? We were supposed to call you last week, and I never got around to it. So now I'm calling you. Excellent. I missed you. I missed your musk. I missed your voice. The readers missed you. They were mad that we didn't call you during the the World Series. Yeah. Um, Well, it's good to be back. I I missed all of you as well. um, Sal and I just did our week 10 lines, our week 11 lines, and we were talking about the Mike Francesa-Michael K feud. Yes. Which I'm sure you've been following diligently. I have been. Um, Did you know that, that Mike has a beautiful family? (laughs) <laughs> and he's been number one for a long time? Uh, 25 years. <laughs> I've been here 25 years. When you've been here 25 years, you get back to me. And I've got the McMahon. I love the best part of that, of course, is the classic, I'm not going to respond to these comments. I don't respond to that kind of thing. And then a two-minute monologue about all he's accomplished. <laughs> it's a Mike staple. It's he so never good. knows what's going on, but he always says the two-minute monologue ready. I haven't been following that, but here in my new detail is my response to it, which I'm not going to respond to. It was fantastic. I'm not aware of anything. <laughs> yeah. I love do you, we're inching closer and closer, right? To Frances and Dog coming back. Like, what, realistically, what's the timeline? Please, God. Go? Please, God, let that happen. Unfortunately, I, I happened to be listening after the World Series. I guess I was driving home from work, and it was actually a couple of days after the Giants won, and somebody called up and said, Have you heard from your former partner yet? 
Francesca goes, no, I haven't heard from him. He goes, uh, I heard from him after the first one, but not after the second. So I, I don't expect I'd hear from him now. It's like, how does Mike not give him a congratulatory email? They were together for 20 years, and Mad Dog loves the San Francisco Giants more than anything. You think Francesca, even though he is the sports pope, would reach out to Mad Dog and say, hey, great job on that third World Series in five years, but nothing. So that doesn't bode well for a reunion, sadly. Hey, Dog. I just wanted to congratulate you. <laughs> Three and that five is, a, is something. That is a great, great, great job by your Giants right there. I'm not ready to call you a dynasty, but but it's in the conversation. <laughs> oh, he vehemently said they were not a dynasty. In his definition, a dynasty has to win back-to-back. Really? That's part of the definition of a dynasty? According to Francesa, yes. He was saying that they were not a dynasty. Do you believe 96 to 01 Yankees were a dynasty? Of course. And I believe, well, I, mean, that this, I believe that this current iteration of the Giants is a dynasty. If you win three out of five World Series in this day and age of free agency and everything else, that's a dynasty. I got some uh, – I talked about this in a, in a column or a podcast. I can't remember about how we need a word for like a junior level of a dynasty that's not really a dynasty. Right. Some people were saying it should be regime. There you go. Like, That's not bad. Like the Yankee regime from 96 to 01. I mean, I don't think these this Giants team is really like, you know, <laughs> to coin a phrase, I'm not going to be bouncing my grandkids on my knee, <laughs> telling them about the 2014, 2012, and 2010 Giants. But, I mean, three World Series in five years, nothing to shake a stick at. I thought the last two World Series teams, and I include my beloved 2013 Red Sox, were the two worst World Series teams that I've seen win since the 88 Dodgers. But that Giants team, and I, I was intimately familiar with them because Sal and I had the, had the Royals, you know, obviously at 18-1. to Right. That, that Giants team had two batters who scared me. And as long as you got through Sandoval and Pierce and, right. and, and Pence, that was it. You take the next hour off until those guys came up again. I can't believe they won the World Series. And their closer... Casilla, yeah, always felt like you could get a hit off that guy. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I watched a grand total of maybe 15 minutes of the World Series. And oh, I, I Johnny. Think I, I, I watched bits and pieces, but I think I determined that I'm really more of like a Yankees fan than I am a baseball fan because I, literally if both of those teams walked into my office, I could pick out like three guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who are these people? What? I felt the same way with the the, uh, the Giants started Tim Hudson. Yeah, and I was like Tim Hudson. That's so funny. It's the same name as the other Tim Hudson. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's Tim Hudson. Yeah, that same Tim Hudson that retired five years ago. Wait, what? What? You're in the league? I yeah, know. I don't. I don't follow the National League. It, it really was illuminating to me how little I followed the National League. I only knew Jake Peavy was on the Giants because he was on the Red Sox and we traded him. Right. But. Uh, and yeah, they won I mean, a World Series with with Jake Peavy and Tim Hudson prominently involved. It's crazy. The, the Dodger fans are the ones that have to be ripping their hair out because they had like a better version of that Giants team. Right. You know, and like Kershaw easily could have been in that Bumgarner role, but couldn't even get him out of I think I, uh, I I hopped on the Dodgers bandwagon for once the Yankees were out of it for Donnie Baseball. and Yeah, I figured. I think I... Uh, I think I impacted them with my William H. Macy cooler uh, bad luck that I've had going with baseball this year. So I apologize to the Dodgers for that. 
That's why I never mentioned the Giants, because I was half-heartedly rooting for them in the World Series, even though I couldn't pick three players out of a lineup. But uh, I was rooting for them, so I was happy well, with the least, result. At least we got Joe Madden out of, the, out of the American League. That was nice. Amen. Thank God, yes. I'm excited to have a lousy Tampa team again. That's good. I know. They can't find a manager. They were thinking about Raul Abanez behind the bench. I heard that on the radio yesterday. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. Apparently, he's one of eight candidates in the mix. I like there was some of the some of the Rays players were lobbying for bench coach Dave Martinez. I like yeah. when players lobby for a coach. That's a, it was always a red flag. It's not a good sign, no. Yeah. We like this guy. Uh-oh. <laughs> players manager. Yeah. Yeah. Since if you, if you want the guy to get the job, you, you actually sh- probably shouldn't lobby for him, right? You should wait until they ask you. And then... Right. Say, so, well, anybody but Dave Martinez, boy, he's a real drill sergeant. Rave about him. Um, do, do you want to talk about uh, – Last Tuesday at all, in 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 the most um, down the middle way that we possibly can. The election. Yeah, I was very happy. I mean, unfortunately, here in Connecticut, we're uh, we're stuck in the dark ages. But uh, the rest of the country was fantastic. It was a resounding victory for the Republican Party. There's there's no other way to spin it. They have the most seats in the House they've had since Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig played for the Yankees. They have one of their largest majorities. Well, ultimately, we'll have one of their largest majorities in the Senate in a while. And uh, they have like 30 governorships and some ungodly amount of state legislature. So, so yeah, what, it's, a, it's a red country. It's good. So what channel are you watching on Tuesday night? What's your channel of choice? Well, I'm naturally pessimistic by nature. So I was I was dour when I came home, worried about how things were going and started off on Fox News, and then when I saw it was going well, I because I'm the devil, I immediately switched to MSNBC. <laughs> so I literally had like four hours of MSNBC and Freud, if that's a word, because I was so happy. That's well, I couldn't a, you watch do the same of, thing with the Red Sox. You go to Boston.com yeah, the moment things start falling apart for the Red Sox. I, it's true. I, <laughs> I enjoy nothing more than the misery of my enemies. So I enjoyed watching our fellow Holy Cross graduate Chris Matthews almost have a almost have a complete psychic colla- psychotic collapse on the air. I greatly enjoyed that. <laughs> the beer and the wine and the Schadenfreude were flowing at uh, Casa O'Connell. Let me tell you, it's good night. You know, good um, night. Another thing that's flowing, you might not be aware of. <laughs> yes, um, that's an, I'm nervous about this segue. Daisy Buchanan's in downtown Boston. It's closing. It's closing. Or maybe already closed. I know they were saying it was closed. I heard about that at the end of the baseball season. It's day to day. They were open this weekend. Oh, really? But it could, it could the 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 pillow could be shoved over the head at any time. This is a go to place for visiting sports teams, right? I had I had some great nights there that I can't remember. <laughs> but. What, if if I had picked, if I could have picked five bars in Boston that were never going anywhere, that would have been one of the five. What happened? Daisy Buchanan's, The Sevens, Warren Tavern, Red Hat, and The Fours, I think would have been my five picks for just, we'll be there till the end of time. Until I don't think I ever went apocalypse. to Daisy Buchanan's. No, that's not true. I've taken you there. Oh, all right. I guess I don't you remember don't either. Remember. I guess I enjoyed myself. It might have been one of those things where you're just wobbling in front of the jukebox trying to pick a song but repeatedly pressing the wrong buttons. And all 
Oh a Jacko God. staple? <laughs> wow. Why yep. so much country music, Jacko? I, uh, I thought I'd press day six. <laughs> I wish I had put more money in to keep them open. Sorry about that, Daisy. Well, the guy, he sold the building for like 15 million bucks. But then as part of it, like he lost control over it somehow wasn't in the agreement that the bar would stay. And then the new owners, as soon as they got it, are like, all right, you're out. Ooh. That was my understanding. That's but not good. He said he can, he said he can open another bar somewhere else. Like they just reopened Daisy's in a different location. But the appeal of Daisy's was that it was the best location probably in Boston of all the bars. Like it was right in the middle of everything in the Newbury Boylston thing. So it's a bummer. Hard to, hard to recreate that sadly. Yeah. Well, I, 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 as in the words of James Dixon, I wish him a lot of luck recreating, <laughs> recreating a Daisy's location. Good I know people that. don't care about Boston bars, but this was really important. There this may be a few people that do. One of the iconic Boston bars. There was a good piece on Boston.com about all the all the ways it intersected with sports over the last 40 years, written by Steve Silver and Chad Finn that I recommend. Uh, what else is going on, Johnny? What what TV shows are you watching these days? Um, I'm trying to think. What are we What are we watching these days? Um. Just the usual. <laughs> I like this show, Hell on Wheels, on AMC. That came back this weekend, although I haven't watched it yet, but I DVR'd it. I'm excited about that. That's uh, your first show you're going to mention is Hell on Wheels? <clears throat> well, I, you caught me off guard with the TV thing. I wasn't <clears throat> I wasn't expecting that. I'm trying to think, what else are we into these days? Um, no Showtime shows? You know what I like? I, well, not Showtime, but HBO. I've, I've really been into the, and I think I'm the only one, is this Dave Grohl Sonic Highways thing. Although I did see that your Grantland had an article about it today that I haven't read yet, but I've enjoyed that show. I enjoyed Dave Grohl, and I enjoy his musical journeys through America. I've read reviews I've seen, where it's been absolutely obliterated, but I like it. Why are people obliterating? I've seen one. I thought it was cool. It was different. I, I don't know. One one review I read, maybe that was the only one that said it was really boring, and he didn't see any point for it. But uh, I've been into all of them. They've, they've, he's gone to four places so far, I think. Um, Chicago, Austin, ten, uh, Nashville, and Washington, his own Washington, D.C. Well, it's not its not a real show until they interview Joe House. Well, I was disappointed the Washington, D.C. one because Fugazi was prominently featured, and there was a lot of pictures of old uh, Fugazi concerts, and there was no images of a young thrashing Joe House. So I don't really believe that those are real pictures. I like the idea that of – that Dave Grohl show. I wish that, I wish there were more music things. I mean, hopefully this leads to you two deciding to steal the idea and do their own version of it. <laughs> For the edge, well, I guess they kind of already did that with Rattle and Hum a little bit. It'd be the 25th anniversary. <laughs> Maybe. There you go. They're, they're, they're updated musical influences. Yeah. Do you think, do you think HBO could try a different version of the same show with Mike Francesa doing his radio show from different cities? <laughs> he, he doesn't have any influences. He's the only influence. He didn't need influences. I've been number one for 28 years. <laughs> it could just be a documentary of him saying, I'm not going to discuss my influences, and then for 60 minutes discussing his influences. They can match three things, resumes, longevity, <laughs> ratings, paychecks. <laughs> that's, that's a classic. So three good. things, resumes, longevity, ratings, and paychecks. That's four things. Right. Well, he didn't, he didn't put counting as one of the things that he could – power over anybody with. <laughs> I like uh, 
I, I hope that one heats up. The Francesa K thing? Yeah. Oh, it definitely is because K. Because Michael K is a badass. He'll, is. He'll, he'll keep firing back. He doesn't care. And the very first show they did on Yes, they prominently threw away a bottle of Diet Coke because that's the iconic Mike Francis drink. So K is right. coming out firing. And, you know, you want to be the king, you got to shoot at the king. He, know, he knows the drill. He's got to shoot up and try to take him out. So uh, not literally shoot, obviously, but figuratively, you know, try yeah, to I take him out. I think it's a good so. analogy. I, I think it, there's a lot of similarities to Tupac and Biggie in the mid nineties. And right. it's just a matter of who gets shot first. It's of course fitting that this latest feud is, is a result of a rod who just sows discord in his wake wherever he goes. <laughs> Nothing ever comes out smoothly for old a rod. Unfortunately, I, for, I totally forgot. That's why I called you. Somehow we didn't get to it for 15 minutes. Well, I'm glad I could bring it up myself. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. No problem. Uh, <laughs> So A Rod is is like your DH next year. He's gonna he's on the Yankees and he's in the starting lineup, right? Yeah, he's sure he's gonna be the DH. I don't think he's. Gonna, I guess they're not looking at him to play much third base. They're mm. gonna apparently resign Chase Headley. That's their goal, which is fine. A Rod's gonna DH, and then they wanted A Rod to uh, le- see if he could learn to play first base, so he could back up the equally injured, equally oft injured Mark Teixeira. So hopefully between Teixeira and A-Rod, together you have one competent DH first baseman. The funniest thing about Mark Teixeira is, is he's he's a pretty good media guy, so eventually he'll end up being on the Yes Network. He's just going to be part of your life for the next 30 years. I know. I One know. of your least favorite Yankees. Well, there was whisperings, off-season whisperings, that the Yankee front office or whoever was unhappy with his off-the-field pursuits and like financial his financial things and trying to, you know, other separate businesses that they thought he was too focused on that. So that, that I think mean? that's a little, I don't know. So he but, should just be an idiot like the other baseball players. Well, that they thought that he was too distracted and didn't focus enough on baseball and that he had some of these injuries when he's like, I can't play tonight, you know, that he could have played and that he didn't, his heart wasn't completely in baseball. I can't play tonight. I've, I've got to catch up on Meet the Press. I'm two episodes behind. <laughs> or it was like, you know, his wrist was hurt from day trading all day instead of from swinging a mm. bat or something, you know. I have a headache from being my on words, my cellular phone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. His what? eyes were blurry from looking at the stock ticker all day. He couldn't focus on the ball. What are the rules? Because I don't know the rules anymore. It's like Alex Rodriguez, he's a proven liar, correct? Oh, yeah. It's proven, like I could call him a liar. That's. I think that's a known liar. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So all reports indicate that he, because he went on Francesca's show and vehemently denied taking steroids, and then, you know, leaked stories from that he when he interviewed by the DEA, he's like, oh, I absolutely took steroids, and I did this and that, and I had this quantity of drugs and whatever. So, there's a the first headline that comes up if you Google a red lied is. Rodriguez reveals he cheated, comma, lied, MLB.com. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The second one is, A-Rod, I've never used steroids, CBS News. This yeah, that's a, probably a, not a flashback one. is Katie Couric. Katie Couric interview. Then yeah. Bob Rassman. Ooh, let's, oh, Bob Rassman, who goes after everybody. Bob, Bob Rassman. Bob Raceman, yeah. Mike Francesa continues to look like fool for letting Alex Rodriguez lie in an interview. So he's bringing up. He has so a he, long lied, time. he lied to Mike Francesa. 
he oh yeah Francis Francesca had the long hour long maybe interview when was it before he got suspended mm. you know Arod poured his heart out and said that he never did anything and Francesca bought it hook line and sinker he was always a big Arod supporter and remains so I think to some degree Near but Bob Post. Raceman hates Francesca the, he hates just, everybody just, though. Yeah. Who does Bob Raceman like? Well, no. Both he and Mushnick, who are the media guys for the Daily News and the Post, they just hate it's everybody. Poison. They savage everything. Yeah. Red well, Barber's like... not coming back on the air, fellas. Like, let's just move on, you know? New York Post five days ago. Even A-Rod realized the lies had to stop somewhere. <laughs> Finally, after a year-long suspension and five years of denial, well, it seems about the right time. Poor A-Rod. <clears throat> And I mean, poor A-Rod is in morally poor A-Rod. Well, um, I mean, A-Rod literally is in the Mike Tyson zone now because now that, you know, now he, he there's a story that came out a week or two ago, or I guess two weeks ago about he paid his cousin a million dollars to keep his mouth shut about steroids, which yeah. was unsuccessful. And then the cousin is mad at him now. And then the cousin's wife came out and said, like, A-Rod urinated on their floor or something. It's some sort of power move, like, keep quiet and, like, urinated on their floor. So... The term you coined a long time ago, the Tyson zone. I mean, I'll believe anything of A-Rod now. If they say he was involved in JFK's assassination, at this point you could say it and it would be believable. That's a power move to urinate on someone's floor? I didn't even read the story. I just saw the headline and the blurb underneath. And it's I was gonna, it, like, it, it puts my dog Rufus's uh, behavior over the last 10 years in a much better perspective. Right. Now for he's me. just trying to tell you to keep quiet about his leg humping shenanigans. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to warn you by, by peeing on the rug. So, yeah, I did see that. A-Rod's wife's cousin says he urinated on their floor, and it was like banner headlines at the Daily News or the New York Post or somewhere. I'm like, oh, my God, I just can't read any more about A-Rod. I would like to put A-Rod in the Tyson zone. I'd also like to put any story that, that starts with the sentence, A-Rod's wife's cousin. <laughs> no, That's A-Rod's awesome cousin's in the wife. Yeah. A-Rod's cousin's wife. That's awesome <laughs> in the Tyson zone. I wonder if A-Rod can sue the cousin for breach of contract because if you pay someone a million dollars to keep their mouth shut and then they go public with it, I think you should get your money back, don't you think? Totally. Total, Total breach refund. of contract. Absolutely. There's some, that should be a spinoff of the people's court. <laughs> Where people who, are, who are, are, uh, are terrible morally but actually were somehow cheated should be able to get money back for extortion. He was wronged. Yeah, so it's shaping up to be a fantastic Yankee season. Well, why wouldn't they just waive him? Why do you want this guy in the team? Why, why do you want somebody who's like proven to be not a, a morally uh, great person? I don't why know. Why do you want him that's around an, your baseball team? That's an excellent question. He's owed $61 million by them, I believe is the round number. And uh, Write it off. I know, but that's the thing. It's $60 million, but if you're the Yankees, like, wouldn't it be worth it just to get rid of him and get $60 million yes. of good publicity? Like, just buy yourself $60 million of goodwill. They I should. don't understand why they wouldn't do that. I, I don't get it. And I, unless their hope is that, that they're hoping that he can go to spring training and then they say he can't physically compete because of his hip and being away for two, you know, a year and change. And they hope to get, you know, say, well, his contract is it should be paid by insurance or something. But, I mean... Sixty million bucks to the Yankees. They should just say, "Let's just eat it, get rid of them, save everybody a lot of headache." Chumps change. <laughs> they should Chumps think of their fans the because I have to be an apologist for him for 162 games now, and it's impossible. So anytime I'm good-naturedly uh, jibing with my Red Sox fans, and all they have to do to end the conversation is say, "A Rod." No yeah, comeback for that. It certainly worked for me for the last few years. <laughs> Absolutely. 
you could always say at least none of my players urinated on their cousin's floor as a power move as far as we know. Yeah, I think I actually think uh, Kevin Millar might have done that once, but I don't, I don't feel like I'm, I'm pretty sure. But it's different. Between, um, there's a difference between drunkenly urinating on the floor and doing it out of a power move. Hey, last thing I've noticed from your Facebook account, which I enjoy. Yeah, um, there's a lot of lot of girls soccer posts now. Oh yeah, you're 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 in. You've you've the hooks are in. Oh, travel I'm, soccer? Is it travel, travel soccer? Yeah, my daughter plays travel soccer. And, so uh, you're traveling around the, the streets <laughs> of Connecticut every weekend? Traveling around the state of Connecticut every weekend. And mercifully, last weekend was our last uh, weekend of outdoor soccer because it was like 35 degrees with hurricane-force winds. That wasn't so much fun to be outdoors mm. in a soccer game. But, but yes, I'm quite the aficionado of uh, under-nine girls travel soccer. Absolutely. So I'm in year two. Now, knowing you and... and I mean, let's be honest. You're not one of those guys who keeps it cool twenty four seven. No, I, um, I am. I, I would I, now that I have kids, I'm a lot calmer, and I'm not uh, going to be like uh, Dennis Hopper in, in Hoosiers at a kids' soccer game. I don't want to mortify my daughter. I'm I'm very calm, cool, and collected. Plus, all yeah, these refs are like sixteen year old kids. I'm not going to scream at a sixteen year old kid. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I, no, I've I'm, had trouble keeping it in from time to time. No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty cool, and it's easy to be cool because her her soccer team for under nine girls is like the 27 Yankees. They they had a tournament last weekend when they played uh, four games, and they they won all four, and the goal differential was 22 goals for and three goals against. Oh. So when you're winning games like five and six to nothing, and it's it's pretty much, and then they have to like you can't score more. You're supposed to have a bigger differential than seven goals. So they went up one game six nothing, and then they just went into the four corners of passing the ball for twenty minutes. That's less than exciting to watch, but it's easy to be calm in those circumstances. Yeah, I don't support that. There's a lot of things I don't like about youth sports right now, and one of them is is the is the whole backing off strategy. Yeah, you should be able to run it up like a like an SEC that's a good team life playing lesson. a one double A team. It's not a good life lesson. Or just right. move the kids around and have them play different positions or something. But don't don't te- teach them to actively not succeed. It don't was, understand it, that it was part. so bad in some of the games that my daughter's team they would play like a, a girl down. They would purposely play like five on six mm. or six on seven just to give the other team a shot. And well, so, you and get they to, still couldn't score. Where do you get to under ten when you have adult refs and, yeah. and and going from under nine to under ten is so much more competitive and the girls are just like some light clicks for all of them and and all of a sudden they're flying around there's more shoving and that's when like the parents get a little ornery. The problem isn't with the refs; it's with the other parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I found that to be very annoying, but I, I you know I have been a little tempted to shoot back some comments at some other parents for other teams because they get, you know, when their kids getting killed, they get to tend to be a little snotty. And I don't, I don't take so kindly to that, but I've been, I've been, I've admired myself for my restraint. Very proud of myself. My, uh, my wife said during a game last year, before, before we decided not to have her come to a lot of games anymore, <laughs> my wife said to a, a woman on the other, who was rooting for somebody on the other team said, I've never punched a seventy-year-old lady before, but I'm willing to start right now. Oh my god! <laughs> Actual quote from my wife. Nice. My wife's like Charles Bronson. She just, <laughs> drives, just drives around LA, like nearly getting altercations with people. But 
Let's yeah, see. no, it heats up. Soccer it, heats up. It's see, my wife is my wife played soccer in high school, so she she was way more into it to begin with than I was. But hmm. she's I always say to her, "You're just this side of Marv Marinovich." Like, yeah. Just, just this, we're right on the line with her and, and, and making my daughter the next Todd Marinovich. So I'm going to make her watch the 30 for 30 to show what can happen. But we've got it. What if I told so you women's soccer was more than a life? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. My, mercifully for my daughter, she's not forced to gnaw on frozen liver yet, but um, it, it could be coming down the pike. Yeah. My, uh, my son naturally eats all the things he should eat. It's which like he he likes egg white egg, egg whites more than like having the yolk in it and things like that. Nice. And it's it's, it's kind LA of lifestyle. like well, no, it's kind of like if Marv Marinovich was his eating coach, but, yeah. but Marv Marinovich isn't actually here. He just telepathically knows how to do it. Um, so we actually have to force him to drink milkshakes and stuff. But that's good. That's good. He, Eating, hab- eating habits are always interesting for little kids, especially oh, yeah, now absolutely. that you don't know what the hell's going on. I have a whole different set of issues because my daughter's nine and a half and some of her friends are 10. And, you know, we had the yearly physical last week and the doctor told us about, you know, it's almost time to, you know, she's a couple years away, but it's not a bad idea to start talking about puberty. And my wife oh. like that to carry her out of the room. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, I'm not ready like, for what? that either. My daughter was just two a week ago. I know. Really? It's crazy how big this how is on the they, radar now. It's a cliche, but it's crazy how fast they grow up. It, it's like a blink of an eye. Yeah. Well, getting old, about, buddy. Getting old. In about three years, she's going to hate my guts, and I yeah, can't wait. Enjoy your time together while you can. Be great. She'll hate me almost as much as you hate Arod. Um, <laughs> Jacko, always a pleasure. Uh, um, joy. Can you watch some more TV shows so we have so, we have some TV stuff to talk about? How about I know, Homeland? There's things like I'm going to kick myself. No Homeland. What's that? No Homeland? Nothing? No, I never no, I never got into that one. No. I'm you trying really, to think. I'm sure there's things that I'm thinking of that are just escaping my brain at the I mean I'm not thinking of that are, are lost in my brain at the moment, what, but what are the feeling you've slipped into the CBS demo and you're just not telling me? Like should I have brought up Blue Bloods and CSI New Orleans? No, none of that. No. We do okay. we do watch the Big Bang Theory, but I, I I'm guilty of that. Right, we watch a lot of like we watch a lot of HGTV, a lot of, a lot of home repair shows. Oh my god, I'm ending this. <laughs> All I know is I've been number one for 28 years, and I have the <laughs> Mink Man, and I have Jacko. Thanks for coming on BS Report. Coming back later this week, and don't forget Grantland Basketball Hour Thursday night, ESPN, 7 p.m. We have some good guests planned for that. Check it out. Uh, we'll be back with the podcast later this week. Thank you, Jacko. Anytime. Thank you for downloading the BS Report with Bill Simmons. Too much fun. Check out more podcasts at the iTunes Music Store or at PodCenter at ESPNRadio.com. Peace out.